What is it? Well, there's a girl at school. She hot? And she's super smart. Hot? Funny and cool. Hot? Yes, she's hot, super hot. Nice. I'm basically a wrecking ball for the youth of America. All I want is to brainwash the thought with my massive nipples under my knee. We must be like my lead. Don't give me the sexist bullshit, right? I'm just saying women aren't meant to fight. They have tiny, hollow bones. Listening to the Cobras and Fire podcast with your hosts, Elsie and Baco, coming out of Denver, Colorado, St. Paul, Minnesota, and spreading the message around the world. Fire. I'm your host, LC, and I am joined, as always, with the Blossoming Baco. How are you, sir? I am well, man. Good morning, LC. Uh, how are things there in Denver? Excellent. Thank you for asking. I am uh, in my Tin Can 2.0 studio. Nice. Hopefully it sounds great for the listener. <laughs> Always does, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm dialing it in. It's only taken me five and a half years, but today might be the episode that I finally bring it home. Yeah, you know, I, uh, give some people uh, <laughs> some of the making the sausage or the background stuff. Uh, uh, you, you called me yesterday to tell me you had kind of a new setup and wanted me to, to hear it. And, and he's like, you always make fun of me. And I just kind of, I do make fun of you because, like, you probably will get it dialed in and it'll sound a little better. The problem is, is that, like, tomorrow morning you're going to wake up and move the whole thing and put it somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be over. I'm going to take pictures. I'm going to take pictures of every single thing here yeah. so I can set it up exactly like a grid. We'll, well see. Uh, I, I'm sure it sounds um, uh, velvety. Yes, yes. The good, the tones, sweet tones, man. But anyway, so, well, how are you on your end, sir? I'm well, man. I got up early this morning, like I said. I think this is the first time I've showered before one of our Sunday morning uh, mm. uh, recordings. So, yeah, I, I slept fucking like a rock. Although, uh, I, I don't know if we want to share this with the public or not. I woke up in a panic at 4.30 briefly because I realized that I, I posted the episode for Tuesday and forgot to set it private. So there is a little treat for some people Ooh, this morning. Uh, wow. But uh, I ran downstairs, quickly took care of that, and then passed out again. So slept for a couple more <laughs> Maybe hours. You, you yanked it down. So you think somebody out there was like... I, I know Billy Elam already saw it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that guy has some some kind of sense. Yeah, it's amazing how quick. I think he hears the episodes before I do. Yeah, sometimes. But I think, I think he hears it before I finish editing it. 
Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, but can, can we touch on on uh, our listenership as of late? Do you oh, mind yeah, I... yeah. We've had some uh, fun interactions lately. Let's get into it. Okay. Well, you know, I was just going to mention that uh, we don't talk uh, about the audience enough, frankly. We, we we really don't, and we we appreciate everybody that's been sharing the episodes and everything like that. Like we say that uh, we think our entire audience, for the most part, is just other podcasters that listen yeah. to our show. <laughs> which are, it feels which are, that way, man. Which which which, by the way, when we get feedback from other podcasters, actually appreciating certain moments of the show, it is very it, we, we like it very much because those are the the most harsh critics, I would think. Yeah. Uh, but but anyway, well, but I the, listen the to the other point, podcasts, and I'm a podcaster. You know? <laughs> yeah, I listen to other podcasters too. I'm like, damn. It's terrible. <laughs> I stopped listening to podcast Rock City. Yeah, and then, <laughs> then, then I and then I, then I listen people, to jokes. also, and I, and 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 a lot of times I have the where have I heard? Stop me if you've heard this before. <laughs> somehow I, I somehow I, I I sense I've heard that before on my own show. But anyway, going back to this is is that this is a slower um, version of what I do. <laughs> The speed limit's a little slower, and uh, and I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um, uh, uh, apparently we're mean today. Let's let's get into it, man. What do we got? Yeah, I thought we we're we we're nice spirited, but anyway. So, but in all seriousness, thanks for everybody that does share our show. And I wanted to give you a compliment real quick, and then segue into this is that whatever, never mind. You know, it's now. Mm-hmm. Has it been officially a year? Did you start it in January or February last year? Oh, it was later, Dad. I want to say it started around April. Um, okay. Maybe March, but I, I don't know. I know some of my early episodes were recorded during the, the initial shutdown. Okay, okay. But we're coming up, we'll just say that we're coming up on almost a full year of mm-hmm. whatever, never mind. Our, our uh, spectacular, your, I should say, your spectacular grunge sidecast uh, created because of my scheduling conflict to fill in, kind of as a fill-in, every, every two weeks. But this thing, I just got to tell you. If you're newer to the show or you simply haven't checked out this part of it, you talk about a wealth of material. You do not go in half ass on anything. You go in full ass. You are full ass, Baco. Okay, I've because been full ass my whole life. You have, you have. You mean the whole you know countdown per Rolling Stone, the top twenty five grunge albums. But the additional content, I always enjoy the album breakdown. But the fact that you've you you've lined up all these interviews with the creators of the albums, from producers to those involved, uh, band members, things like that. I mean, that has been uh, a, a wealth. There's so much material now in that, in that section just on our website in the last in the last year. But my point of talking about this right now is not to blow you specifically, mm. but to, just to go into the fact that last week a prophecy came true. Mm. Who is one of the mascots of our show? <laughs> we have so many, but I think you're talking about Steve. Yes, Steve. And the man himself, Steve, I think you say his name, Steve Albany. Albany. Uh, he, uh, Steve Albany. Uh, you you interviewed him and uh, is officially because of one uh, a couple articles out there. I think it's like six or seven now, like morphed versions. Yeah. I mean, we right? got uh, Alt Press. That's the first time we've ever had the alternative press pick us up. Yeah, Alt Press, but there is a couple quotes that were out there from you know Gene Simmons being prank prank called by Nirvana. That's yeah. a great clickable headline. Yeah. But I mean, for more in-depth breakdowns of the show, that show within a week, just to let you know, not throw out specific numbers, is our second highest <laughs> downloaded episode of all time over the last mm-hmm. five and a half years. Exploded out there. So yeah, uh, what, what the- were your thoughts on that? Steve, Steve brought it. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I honestly was a little surprised that it, that it, 
I had a feeling that that Gene Simmons thing might get picked up, um, but just because that's that's a headline, you know what I mean? Sure. But I was surprised that the we've had headlines before with with, with people bigger names than Steve Albini. The fact that that oh, yeah. had the effect because it also had a trickle down effect, you know, for that week. The numbers for that week saw a spike in back uh, episodes of other whatever in mind. Uh, Michael whatever. Beinhorn. Yeah, exactly. Beinhorn, a couple of the album episodes, like a, a facelift uh, episode popped into the top ten um, for the week. Uh, I, the other, obviously, the Nirvana Bleach one came up. So, uh, yeah, no, it was uh, the gift that, uh, like you said, the prophecy, Steve saved the show. We were, uh, we were, we were struggling there, and then Steve... Uh, <laughs> Steve saved it, <laughs> as always. He's 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 both our nemesis and uh, you know yeah. our, our our advocate. He's he's everything, Steve. But though it, it's interesting because a lot of times people will go to the actual article but not listen to the right, actual yeah. episode. You know what I mean? Like yeah, we've we'll seen get that more a lot. Coverage. You know, with, with certain but you know people headlines. dive dive in. So Nirvana, big thing like that. Point is, besides that, in the show notes will always be going forward the link t- that has the entire archive that separates. Or whatever, never mind. Sidecast from Cobras and Fire. So if you want to share that with friends or into grunge and everything like that, just it's right there for your easy sharing uh, ability. That's my point of talk, talking about this. So mm. awesome. Yeah, well, and thank you for that. But uh, I also really want to. There's a lot of people that along the way that have hung in with every episode and and, and almost always gave me uh, uh, something, some kudos or something very nice to say about you know how much they're enjoying it. So thank you for everybody with that. I'm, I'm glad uh, it seems to be I don't know striking a nerve with, with with at least a certain crowd. So that was my goal, yep. and it's it's really helped make it fun for myself too. And all the guests I've had on, by the way. Uh, uh, and more to come. Yeah, what's coming up next? Uh, Temple, oh, oh, actually, by the time this is out, uh, we, yeah. Temple of the Dog with uh, Dave Brewington from uh, Blame Your Brother will have been out there. So, And cool. as well as uh, my interview with Corbin Reef, author of the Chris Cornell book, Total Fucking Godhead. Um, you know, it, it, the list is out there. If you want to ruin it, the surprise for you, uh, that's okay. The, uh, everybody's free uh, to, to do what they want. But I, I, I like to like, you know, I like to leave a little mystery out there. I think in the last episode you and I did officially for 2020, we talked about, you actually brought it up, a brilliant point that um, we do not have a proper secession plan in place. And frankly, we would be negligent 
to not address this thing because we are living in a pandemic right now. We don't know what the future holds for us. And with the importance of our show, it just seems that that is a glaring hole in our basically our power structure. You know what I mean? Uh, who would fill in and be <laughs> the showrunner and the producer? Two things I just found out that, about two weeks ago that I was. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> you, where'd you hear that from? We had a meeting. Uh, oh, okay. you, were, you were there. I know. Uh, it was not. It was irreverent. Right. <laughs> oh, it was irreverent? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. What about uh I didn't know we had Steve? job titles. We re- That's the other thing, too, is that when we're done with this, we do need to give ourselves official job titles for the show, even though we both kind of wear all the hats. But uh, let's just make it a, you know. So. I think you're right. I mean, I mean, think about it. I just say right now, just fuck it. Go with Steve Albini. Give, give him a call. Steve! <laughs> Just interview him every week. I think that's the good plan. Oh, it's no, what, content? <laughs> I don't know. No, you're your co-host. You oh. just, by the way, that's what I was going to say, too, is, is also well oh, done. would be fun I to have that, as a co-host. Jesus oh Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> that guy would shut me down all nonstop. Yeah, you know what? Uh, that guy is uh, all all business, man. No BS. There, is, no. there ain't no goofing around on his dime. I didn't. I didn't know that. Uh, I think the 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 phrase is he does not suffer fools. So yes, exactly. I don't know, how, exactly. He stayed, I don't know how he stayed in the line for you with you for an hour, but uh, he did. <laughs> I'm a likable guy, Luce. Despite, I guess. Despite man. what I'm about to say is uh, my secession plan plan. <laughs> yeah, may, maybe that was why that, that was so popular. Is just seeing the fact that you hung in the whole time before it was like an episode of Survivor ep- interview. I think people Serious. who have worked in bands and musicians might view that a little differently because. You know, it, I was I was talking to Toomey, and he brought up like we've both dealt with guys like that. Sure, just so it, it's really just his personality, you know. Because I because a couple yourself and and a couple of listeners pointed out, man, that that seemed like a rough one. It really didn't feel that way. Uh, yeah, yeah, he there was times that he you know was clearly not gonna you know he didn't want to make any titty bar jokes. Uh, <laughs> You know, no, that was but, but my joke was more about like I've been to this one horse town, and that literally the only th- I can I can even remember off the top of my head is uh, the Perkins across the street from the strip club on the highway that dr- splits the, down the <laughs> on the it's basically from you you drive through on the way from the Twin Cities to Rochester, which is where the Mayo Clinic is. You know what I mean? So yeah. there isn't shit to fucking do, and the idea that you got a band as big as Nirvana because this was not like in the early days of Nirvana. No, this no, is this at is their, their peak. fucking peak, and they're right. in goddamn Cannon Falls, Minnesota. So I'm trying to wrap my head around that paradox i was like so it wasn't about them hanging out at tip bars i'm like there literally is nothing to do but he was you know he had no no time for that conversation no not not at all but but i again he's he is at the last 30 years he has had a billion interviews never been asked about if he went to peelers or not exactly job that's what i'm saying that's that's what i bring to the table fuck you (laughs) that's right But uh, yeah, man. So, so what, what? What did you want? To, did you want to bring up something on the secession plan? First, yeah, I actually, I, I have a, a proposal. If it's all right, please. All yes. Right. So, when I thought about this, I kind of put together a list of the qualities of of Elsie and the qualities of Baco. <laughs> I tried to remove myself from the equation. So, uh, it, I will be speaking about myself in the third person here, in a sense. Oh, uh, good. But, but, but I'm only for this. I'm not trying to be arrogant. I'm just trying to look at this as business like as possible. You know, be because it's. The podcast business, loose. I, I know business. Just... Understood. Okay. Thank you. All right. 
That's for you, Mankini. My erasure's um, well. All right. So for Elsie, what are the things that we gotta gotta have if, if we're gonna replace you, right? So if, uh-huh. if, if for something happens to you, and for some reason you are no longer able to carry on with your duty as uh, co-host of Cobras and Fire, um, you need somebody who has a face you want to punch. <laughs> puts in, I don't know, roughly half the work, uh, and takes credit for other people, I, other people's ideas. So tell me, that's fucking Ben Affleck. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That, you're, I, don't, I don't get that completely. Act as if. Do you understand what that means? Act as if you are the fucking president of this firm. Act as if you got a nine-inch cock, okay? Act as if. Well, you know, I mean, he... Basically, he spent his whole career riding other people's coattails. Don't you want to fucking punch that guy when you look at him? You see that (sighs) chin of his? I guess so. Uh, Maybe maybe for you, it's like looking in a mirror. I, the only the main version of Ben Affleck that I want to punch is the guy that was the mall rats. Everything else passed yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, let's, let, let's let's okay, fair enough. His character in Mall Rats in. Yeah, okay, the the fashionable male version of Ben yeah, Affleck. Yeah, there we yes, go. I'll definitely punch that guy. <laughs> so now for Baco. Um, okay. Again, you got to have somebody who's smug. Um, mm-hmm. somebody who really wants everybody to stop and applaud every time he manages to accomplish a very simple uh, task. Um <laughs> And someone who loves the sound of his own voice. Those are basically the, the three uh, criteria I thought were the most important. Tell me that's not Eddie the, Trunk. The number one thing that I see happening is a byproduct of the internet. <laughs> okay, so, so Eddie Trunk so and, have... and Ben Affleck to me are 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 our replacements. So it, maybe maybe it's me, man. Maybe I'm the one who who has to uh, step away. You know, for whatever reasons, health, personal, okay. and it's LC and Trunk. Although he's going to probably insist on taking top billing, uh, uh, no, I, I I could see the whole Eddie Trunk and Ben Affleck uh, combo <laughs> working, except the fact that 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 Ben Affleck just never shows up for the show. It's just <laughs> Eddie Trunk. Yeah, and then Eddie just complains. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ben just shows well, up like again, once you know, once just, a year. Ben's supposed to be here, but you know he's not. I got a big interview with Perry Richardson from Striper lined up, and, and where's <laughs> Ben? He's nowhere to be found. I guess I'll just do it all myself, Ben. Maybe you can bang your nanny after the show, huh? today it is picked by yours truly and that is bands and songs that i discovered from listening to other podcasts top albums of 2020 lists so whoever i got the uh inspiration for featuring these songs from it'll be in the show notes so and the link to those shows as well so Very thank cool. you to all music podcasts right but on, what man. you got bucko 
Big news from Motley Crue, man. At least uh, I found it kind of odd. Um, okay. And, and we're not talking about the uh, whatever the, the whole. What did they call that tour? The stadium tour with Def Leppard. Uh, yes. The reason that COVID existed yes, to cancel a exactly. tour. Exactly. <laughs> the Chinese China is like fuck that. Let's yes. drop this shit out. We're not. That is not <laughs> happening. This is unacceptable. Uh, China. Uh, <laughs> Motley uh. Crue on January seventeenth, okay, nineteen eighty one was formed. Oh, really? Um, so their 40th anniversary was just this last January 17th. And the first thing I thought of was, like, if they know <laughs> their exact start date, like, this is the day Motley Crue was formed, that destroys their entire narrative of just the destructive, partying, nonstop, just chaotic rock band. I would think it would be difficult for a band with their background to be like, I don't know, somewhere between December and March. You know what I mean? But no, <laughs> January 17th, it was one fourteen in the afternoon. Mick Mars said, yes, Vince Neil was in the band. It's like, what? what? Come on. They, they can't honestly know. Like, oh, it was this day. Well, I can see that, but maybe they're saying maybe that's when they actually signed with a manager. Maybe they have some documentation. Is Man, that the day that I, they, I, I read it, about it and it, it it didn't mention anything like that. And they just it, say, maybe it's maybe it's the day that that uh, yeah you're right because if it's if it's based on the origin story of uh, like looking at um, whatever the umlauts on top of a Lohenbrow yeah or whatever <laughs> bullshit, bullshit narrative that was I don't think they're gonna remember that night exactly. like that. <laughs> they might remember what happened but they don't remember the fucking day no yeah. absolutely not I, I mean, remember one t- day I'll tell you this right now loose cannon I had a, a night that I woke up and I found a Schmidt big mouth bottle on the floor of my front seat of my car and I have no idea where <laughs> it came from and that seems like how Motley Crue was formed you know yeah, what I mean? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's yeah. like I, I, I was. I know I was twenty twenty one and in college. I don't remember what day that was. Even I, you know, and I probably should have marked it on the calendar. It's like this is this is the sign that you have a problem, Baco. Right. I mean, most of, <laughs> most of their, if you think about it, the, how they can like section off time timelines for them is basically looking at uh, times that lawsuits were filed or people died. Right, right? and that, that that was that all years down the road. Are, the, yeah, those are markers that they can re- reference, but that beginning part, there's no way that they know that the exact date. Yeah, I, I agree. I call total bullshit on that. That's uh, complete bullshit. It's it's called we have to have something to talk about because our <laughs> because our stadium <laughs> tour got canceled last year because of kung kung flu. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I, 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 now, if they would have said like. Hey, January represents our 40th anniversary. I probably won't even be talking about this. The fact that they literally picked a day. It's like, yep, that was the day. What do you think? I think Tom is going to rename the tour Fuck Kung Flu Banana Tour. <laughs> well, Tommy's not a scandemic guy. so It doesn't matter. I, I don't think he, he thinks he's a scandemic. I'm just saying I'm trying to think of what he would be yelling about. Like a, like a yeah, dude, Kung Flu, it's a... Oh, I guarantee, like, during his drum solo at every stop, if it happens this summer, you're going to hear him at least one point say, Fuck COVID! That's what I did. (laughs) (laughs) I know what it is now. The, the The tour... For this year, it's going to be called Fuck COVID, Now Let's See Them Titties. Tour. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck COVID, Tom now Lee. show me them titties! 
Put him on the glass. <laughs> put him on, on the glass. 2021, motherfucker. <laughs> Chicks equal trouble. That's new math, bitch. Oh man, I'm looking now. See, now you're starting to make this thing sound like a, a worthwhile investment. <laughs> they do have as a rescheduled date here. Uh, I think it's in July. I would go if if Tommy signed some kind of agreement that Vince can only do his awful singing, but all stage raps are by Tommy Lee in between songs. Oh man, are you kidding? I guarantee. Look. You did, who would you rather see talk between songs, Tommy or Vince? Come on, Tommy. Fuck because, yeah, oh, man! That I mean, fucking brain dead dipshit is just lovable when it comes to that kind of garbage. It doesn't suck. Yeah, I, I, I it just, just I still remember when they were doing their their uh, reunion, coming back from the uh, Generation Swine tour, and they started doing like the greatest. I don't know if you went to these shows, but it was like a greatest hits. Tour in like 1998, okay. where they start. They started doing like clubs, like 3,000 seniors yeah, again. I remember I, the timeline, but okay. And and it was right after Tommy got out of jail, and there was a point where he came <laughs> on stage and he started like, "Hey man, just got out of jail. Yeah, He's, fuck the man and the cops and this is a bunch of." Bu-. He was up there for like 10 minutes. He was like a like your version of a Bobby Blotzer speech or whatever yeah. you say when he gets out in the, the drum, like it was a drum solo. It was gold. I was sitting there like I was just like getting. I went and got popcorn. I was watching. I was like. This <laughs> moron. And he was just like, that was worth going. They sounded terrible that night, too. <laughs> but I, I saw the, the Methods of Mayhem project of his shortly after okay. that, because he did that after he quit Motley, not long after that. And he did the same thing. Like, you know, but now he's guitar and he's a front man, so it's a little more natural. But he's up there literally in a prison suit. Um, you know, that that was his garb for the day. That's what he, no, he was wearing that during that tour. He was doing the same thing. Yeah, so then. he was prepping all this stuff. Yeah, and he was... He was not. <laughs> he was not having it, man. Yeah, he was like, "Fuck the police! This is all fucking bullshit." And uh, and think of and to segue a little bit away from that. Um, it's odd when you look at that collection of characters that Tommy is the best at Twitter out of all of them. Doesn't suck. Uh, I, I'm amazed that guy can turn a phone on. You know, I mean, sometimes <laughs> you know, it's just like you think technology I- would really be a problem for that guy. Uh, yeah, Tommy's a good hurt at, at times, uh, but yeah, I, 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 I have to admit it was a little cringy, even for a younger drunker me, I think it would have been in my late twenties when I saw that, uh, that this is a guy kind of making light of spending time in jail for beating his wife. Uh, yeah, sure. No, nah, he claims it, it's not true, but, uh, I don't think too many people believe that anyway. So I, we went off the rails a little bit there. I think we were talking about the 40th anniversary. Of, yeah, of I got Molly heavy there, there again. Want... Sorry, fans. Uh, well, we gotta we gotta dial that back. We gotta watch that now. We uh, we gotta we have to kind of keep things light for a while. I think. Um, yeah. So bullshit. You guys started 40 years ago ish.
like to close our show with uh, the phrase "rock is not dead," and we, you know, kind of tying a little joke about something we talked about on the episode every week. Uh, and you know, when we started this show, Luce, it was really about kind of both of us, uh, maybe just rekindling our our love for for current rock, new bands, things that 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 kind of nature. Me, I bro- I rekindled your love for it. Oh. Me, I was responsible. Uh, you're, you're taking a little too much credit, but you definitely played a role. Let's put it that way. Uh, yeah, you you threw some I, gas I I'm, I'm on a using... tiny on a fire that was about to extinguish. Well, wasn't that my role though? Is taking all the credit? And doing oh, I forgot. Of course, yes. Well done, Loose Cannon. Um, all right, continue. Uh, I, I I I I can't believe I didn't allow you to do your job. Uh, exactly. <laughs> you're just doing your job, man. Yeah. Um, so yeah. <laughs> anyway, there is a new savior for rock. Uh, I'm not sure if you've heard this. Um, mm. It has been irritating the fuck out of me, and I got to get this off my chest. But Miley right. Cyrus apparently is now the face of rock and roll, and she is going to save it. I have seen so many people over the last year about now gush over her doing some very unimpressive cover of a 90s classic. She's done a lot of grunge stuff. It came up in my episode with Dave Brewington. He gushed about her uh, version of, uh, I think, Say Hello to Heaven uh, from Temple of the Dog. Uh, gushed? And, I haven't heard this yet. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. It, uh, it, and he's not the only one. I, I've seen other people share videos. It's like, I don't care what you think about Miley Cyrus. This is just amazing. Look, I'm sorry, but first of all, let me get one thing out of the way. Miley Cyrus, not even a credible artist. Okay, she's a fucking child star. Can she sing? Yes. Is there anything remarkable she brings to the table? No, she is not. And I'm sorry, but getting a Joan Jett haircut and putting on a Plasmatics t-shirt, if that's all you need, well, fuck rock and roll is goddamn dead. They talked about her on Decibel Geek, and here's what they did. They, they, Decibel Geek got into it with, uh, they talked about how Elton John ruined an Ozzy song, which, by the way, I, I tend to disagree. I like Elton John's performance on That Ordinary Man. Um, it's, it's not his best vocal performance of all time, but I thought it was a touching song and well done. I like the way that worked out, but Aaron Camaro, not a fan. Not a problem there. It, we just disagree is all. So it was talked about, but like, man, Elton John ruins another song because he's on a, he's doing Nothing Else Matters with Miley Cyrus, apparently. They didn't mention anything about Miley ruining it. What the fuck, man? It's right there, guys. Come on, Chris. <laughs> Come on, Aaron. Miley Cyrus is not the fucking headline there. Quit ruining our songs, Miley. Okay? Go back and... Make wrecking ball and and pop garbage. That is your job. You are not a rock star. You are a fucking Disney fucking pop tart who shot out of the cannon of a fucking half-assed country musician. Your dad is the fucking vanilla ice of country, and you are a fucking poor version of Hannah Montana. You're just a wannabe Hannah Montana, Miley. You, you need a coffee? Yeah, you need a yeah. lozenge? Maybe I need less need? coffee, yeah. <laughs> a little scratch after that. Yeah, what say see, you, Loose Cannon? I actually forgot until recently that that was, she was Hannah Montana. And I didn't, until you just mentioned it, I didn't know the song Wrecking Ball was by her. Mm-hmm. I know the song exists, yeah. but it sounds like it could be a lot of different other pop artists. I just didn't know it was her until you just mentioned it just now. Yeah. So... Uh, I will just agree with everything you said <laughs> because because she's not in my and obviously she's nowhere in 
our zone. I will 100% agree about the whole Vanilla Ice thing. In fact, I think that his best performance ever is the song that my kids listen to, <laughs> which is he's he guests on Old Town Road by Lil Nas X. You know, <laughs> hey, that's an impressive drop there. They must be popular with the kids then. So, so Billy Ray is on that. Yeah, uh, that song. That's and. Jesus. Yeah, and my, my point mean, to Dustable Geek is not that Elton John is great, and I can't wait to hear him sing that. I'm saying if you got Elton John and Miley Cyrus, and Elton John is your biggest problem, you know, it's like no. you come home loose, your wallpaper's uh, um, falling off the walls, your pipes are burst, which one do you fix first, right? Neither. Your house is on fucking fire. Okay? So... <laughs> My house brings back such oh, yeah, Sorry, I forgot about that. Uh, uh. Anyway, that I'll come up with a different analogy next time. But anyway, so yeah, no, Miley but, Cyrus but, is the fucking house fire. Elton John yes. is the wallpaper being burnt. And by the way, even on that, the whole uh, uh, title track from Ozzy, Elton John just showed how over produced Ozzy's voice is on that on that track. You can hear it's like, okay, it sounds like Elton John is actually stepping up to the mic and doing the best he can at his age. Yeah. And then the magical vocals come in on the other mm, verses. Ozzy gets a little pitch correction help. So yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I mean. So, but uh, all right, yeah, good point. I, I'll just uh, I have nothing else to add except that I don't understand. This is where we are in, in rock, right? Is it, 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 correct that we're yeah? That's kind of my point. You know, to, it's just... to, to bring. There has to be a Miley Cyrus that even brings the relevance of rock's. I don't know place in today's society. And people you get a that you and I trust, trusted voices in the underground, you know, the people that, like Decibel Geek, we are champions of rock. They failed, and they're derelict in their duty by not attacking Miley. Uh, and, <laughs> you hear that, and, Aaron? Yeah, <laughs> you are derelict. You need, so are you asking for I think they're like just too, sp- their head's too much in football right now. Like, the, both their teams are, are probably going to be in the Super Bowl. Fuck you, and, they, they just can't focus and, and, and see the forest for the trees right now. So hopefully in the middle of February, they'll be back on track and the, the, mm. they'll, they'll see what's going on. I think this is essentially you're asking them to do kind of like newspapers. You want a retraction. Yeah, from, I, from I, I, definitely a clarification. about Cobra Kai 
a while back in an episode uh, loose, and at the time, I think you were still about halfway through f- the first season. Um, yep. And we, and then we we mentioned it uh, at the beginning of this year that the, the 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 full third season actually dropped on January first and on Netflix. Yep. Yep. So uh, at this point, I am under the understanding that we have both now seen every episode of Cobra Kai. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, Your information is valid. Uh, my my quick thoughts on on one and two. One was brilliant. Um, it's 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 just a really fun concept. It was well done. It was moving the story forward. It was bringing characters that 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 you, you like and hate and, and kind of thrown in a different light. And the and the, and the humor was intentionally dumb. And and it was it was well done. Season two was still pretty good. Just it was uh, you know like a lot of things. You know it it, it just it it runs its. You, you 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 might have the best stuff early, and then things kind of just go where they they want to. But before we sure. get into season three, because well, we'll break that down. By the way, people, spoilers coming. So if you haven't watched it, you might want to just come back to this episode, at least as part of this episode. At some point, we are going to get into some details. At least I plan on it. But anyway, yeah. what uh, now? You've seen both season one and two. What were your thoughts? Well, first off. Uh, Cobra Kai, absolutely getting on the show because we've talked about qualifications. Has Cobra in the title? Check. About the 80s. Mm. And guaranteed the majority of the people listening to the show watch Karate Kid. What do you think? Yeah, probably. One, two, and three. Done. Yeah. But uh, yeah, for me, uh, Cobra Kai from, from day one has been kind of, you, I almost know it's almost like a like a, a, a good hurt. Like there are brilliant parts with Johnny and, and, yeah. and things like that. Just pure comic gold and everything like that. Combined with just terrible generic storylines back and forth. So it's always been that's that's my, my synopsis. The season one and two is a combination of just gloriously awesome and just like, oh, let me get through the storyline and back to shit that I actually care about. Yeah. So you didn't like some of the character development, I understand, but uh, uh, well, I mean, just the kid, a lot of the kid stuff, like anything that anything that has to do with with, with any kind of plot device that puts Johnny and and. Uh, LaRusso in the same scene together or interacting yeah. is just genius. I Those love it. Like are the, whole, the best moments for the, sure. The the whole scene at the end of of of, part of uh, season two when they were eating dinner together with both of their wives. Yeah, that whole that whole stuff. So anyway, that's my synopsis. I do enjoy the show, so I was excited about season three. I was too. Um, and so now season three picks up uh, with uh, basically uh, what's the, the Miguel. He's in the hospital. Mm-hmm. He he's paralyzed yep. from the uh, the big fight at the end of the of season two. Johnny is now estranged from basically everybody. He's he threw his phone into the the beach just as a, a Elizabeth Shoes uh, character was messaging him back on Facebook. So we knew that there's almost zero chance that she's not at least going to make a cameo in season three. Um, right. And we you know so the story picks up from there. So nobody wants it. Johnny's and and Dan, Danny Larusa's car dealership. Nobody wants to buy cars from him because they had a big karate fight. Uh, both the dojos are well; are they're sort of taken down. And one of the the, the 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 probably should have been the first sign that we were in for a letdown on season three. How basically Cobra Kai? John Kreese went from being a homeless guy to owning Cobra Kai again simply by <laughs> not leaving. You know what I mean? Like, like that. That's how business transfer. Now he now pays rent on the building. He's now in charge of like making sure he has his insurance papers and his taxes. You know, all done. By the way, that's that's how uh, businesses are done. Is mostly you can take over a business just by squatting. Yeah, just so you, know you just can you go want in there to. and don't leave. Uh, <laughs> and then the other guys, you know what? You can have it. And then that's it. And believe it or not, season three ends with a more ridiculous premise involving that whole 
just like this is not how fucking you handle the situation. I get this is stupid, but to me, one of the things that I'll, I'll hit on as we get into this stuff. But season three, it was dumb, but it wasn't like the intentional funny dumb. There was just too much. Just like, come on. So I don't know. Where do you want to get into this? Uh, I like the fact that uh, first off, I think if that that Cobra Kai was going to be a show about us, I am definitely Larusso. You're definitely Johnny. Yeah, I just, think just, so. Yeah, absolutely. I am the more responsible one. You got you. You have the <laughs> cores. I do like the fact that they that the the bartender said, "Why don't you just." Drink a Coors Light like a normal dude instead of ordering this Coors Banquet or something like that. Yeah. Said that. Did, you, did you get that <laughs> yeah, one? Yeah, that was awesome. Now he's refusing to pay. He said he didn't order Coors Light. He ordered Coors Banquet. Light beer is for pussies. Do I need to call the cops? I don't know. Do you? Okay, I thought you'd like that one. But but no, I mean, like, in general... Um, yeah, LaRusso's over there getting IPAs and, like, Johnny's, like, fucking... <laughs> Spitting, right. <laughs> spitting fucking peanut shells on the floor with his Coors Banquet beer. I love it. Johnny is the, Johnny is the best. And, and I'll tell you this. My first impression was that, that when the season started, um, you know, it has so many things that, that could be great about it where I love all the Facebook bullshit where like he's trying to, Miguel's trying to make a cool persona for him. They're yeah. taking the funny pictures. Yeah. He, he drafts this great message he's going to send out. Uh, what's her name again? I can't. Uh, Allie. 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 I think Allie. Anyway, Elizabeth Shue's character um, and all this stuff. That stuff was great. Um, I do like it wasn't used to its purpose, but, the, you know, there's a D. Snyder part about his foot coming back to, to life. From that was that was funny, but out. also like, Jesus, fuck. Dumb. I, 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 I thought D. actually sucked in the episode. It was not he funny. Did. It was not. It was like, I just. And, I'd and, say intention. I'd say not executed well. I mean, the idea, if you're on the writing board. Yes. You're, you're there. And like the idea of that, him, his foot coming back to it from the power of rock and roll, saving him is cool. They, I mean, what what show do you have that drops a fucking Wasp song? Well, that the was the, one of the highlights, man. Well, and there, to your point, I guarantee I've listened to Wasp more recently than you. There you go. <laughs> I don't think LaRusso's over there listening to Wasp. No, and that like just like funny references the the first and then you had like plot devices like putting again uh putting both of those characters into into a car hunting for the the lost son or some bullshit. You know, that's a bad plot, but but they put them in the same scene together. All this stuff is great, but the, here's the thing that that killed me and maybe you're going more of this is that when you have a season that the plot involves Karate Kid 2. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a lot like like seeing that that that, that uh, yeah, the guy. Nobody that, saw from, that movie. Uh, nobody saw I, that. I, so I knew I, like, none I'm of seeing, those characters. Yeah, I knew none of those characters. Like, oh look, there's the the love interest from Karate Kid Two, who's now 59 years old, and then and the, the the old crusty guy that apparently almost killed him in this Karate Kid Two is in there. When you're relying on that, that's bad. But the main problem is, I don't give a fuck about John Kreese. I don't need to know his whole backstory. Bingo, in, in Vietnam. I don't need to know all the stuff. And it was really poorly done. It was really just poorly done. The, the the his sergeant lying about his girlfriend that the they're in a they're in a POW camp uh, from the Viet Cong POW camp and, and and they're forced to fight each other like, like over a pit of cobras and of course that's where <sighs> Yeah, I remember uh, my favorite part of watching that because uh, at this point I was like kind of aghast like you my wife and I were watching it and like they you know how they tease like they just show the guy like, oh, my God, look what's in the pit. You know what I mean? And he's like looking down and then you see the fear in his eyes. And then yeah. later we find out and I look at my honey he's like, oh, 
it's filled with cobras and kai. <laughs> yeah, no, not the kai, but the cobras. But it, it was that kind of stuff. Like I'm like, okay, but it, it actually seemed. That's the problem with this is is that you never know you're going to get at the movies with, with this is like yeah. Ebert, uh, <laughs> we're Ebert, taking over Brian guy? Davis. This is a uh, goddamn yeah. good magic movie memories. But it, it is exactly the same thing. Is that, that what's sad is that it started season two is kind of like Karate Kid two, like any kind of season. Yeah. Like they, they, this third season is like this is the, know, the remake with fucking. Uh, uh, Will Smith's kid. Oh yeah, I forgot that they did that too, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I just yeah. it was it was disappointing. Did and not it had give to a do fuck with about Crease either. Yeah, they... like, like like I was just uh, I had had just enough Crease in season two, and I was like, motherfucker, if they, he is the focus of the season, I'm gonna be pissed. And there were so many backstories. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, don't care. It, totally so. agreed. Every time they went to one of those kind of like flashbacks of him in Vietnam, I was like, this is I. There's nothing connecting me to this. The the the, the because I Machio is one of the worst actors of his generation that had any success, <laughs> and he, I think he's actually pre- he, he does okay bad. in this show. You it's know fine. what I mean? But it, 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 honestly, the the uh, the William Zabka character uh, Johnny Amazing. Lawrence, he's, he's the show. He's he is the show, um, and that's kind of how it started. And I think that they they should have kind of at least tried to stay more with that. And again, more of it's almost like that that movie Heat with um, Pacino and. Uh, uh, De Niro, right, and it's like two and a half hours long, and they're only in this in one. Those two have like have hardly two, ever been two in, three minutes. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, and it's it's a brilliant two or three minutes, but man, could have used more of those two together. But so a couple other things. Uh, I, I know they tried to kind of like again. This kind of ties into your your kid development, right? The the character Robbie, I, I get what they're trying to do, but man, I don't know if it's just Oof. casting. He's so annoying. I just like he sucks. Just, he just, always has sucked. He is an Abercrombie. I'm gonna misinterpret everything and run away. Should have known. Robbie, it's it's not what you think. Did you two get together the second I was gone, or wait a week to make it look good? It's not like that. It's now I know why you stopped writing. I stopped writing because you never answered. Yeah, well, it's kind of hard to write back in between getting my face busted. I didn't know. Oh, you wouldn't have cared even if you didn't. It's not a fault. Stay out of this. I don't think I will. You two deserve each other. <laughs> he is the Abercrombie and Fitch model uh, that, that shouldn't speak is basically who that kid is. Yeah, and, and I'm sorry, is- but Elizabeth Shue? She just cashed a check, man. She did not even fucking try. Did, did did she only she had one expression on her face the entire fucking time. And it was kind of annoying. I'm like, I just I I want you to stop. Just wrap up whatever point you're gonna make and move on. I couldn't no, believe I felt is- that way. I was looking forward to her coming into this and throwing something at it, but it was just like she did not give two shits about fucking doing anything here. Well, but that's the whole thing is that they could have used that. Her whole thing was could have been a great plot device, a conflict she was throwing in there for a second and then taken out, and it had nothing to do with where you thought that the season issue. Honestly, like I whole, thought she was in there too much. Fair enough, but as, as far as the acting part, but okay. But but here's the thing that really took it to the next level for me as far as watching it is I actually became embarrassed because uh, for the uh, the wife in the back she's like. This is not a good show. She likes it a lot. <laughs> like, like, you know, it was like a good hurt. It's just like, are you really liking this? Do you like the characters that much that you're going to keep going with this ridiculousness? And what it was, was this, is that the first two seasons, I don't remember 
it becoming basically that the fight scenes were almost like a musical you were watching. Like right. every episode is a huge elaborate fight to the point. It was like the electric two electric, I mean, uh, break into electric boogaloo where all of a sudden it's like, this is the part where we dance, we dance fight or whatever like yeah. that. There's a huge fight. Like it's insane, but it's every episode. There's a fucking throwdown. the entire city. It's like, it's yeah. like footloose. Well, and let, the, let me, it, let me, before you get too far there, uh, that, that, that gets to a couple other things that, that, First of all, it it exposes something about the movie The Karate Kid that I think should have been more obvious than than it was. That karate is not cool and it was never cool and it was never popular. Okay, that arena when Daniel and and Johnny fight in the movie is fucking packed. Now, I know that's some movie magic. There probably wasn't actually, but they made it look like it was a fucking packed basketball arena. And I'm sorry, but those things are filled with parents and siblings. And, and by filled, I mean sparsely. There is no... It, you, Not you, the Valley, bro. You hear, Not the Valley. Yeah, the All-Valley no, no. Tournament is just All such valley. a huge deal. Um, and then, so segue into to Cobra Kai, right? The cool kid, the kind of jock bully from season one and season two, would never fucking join Cobra Kai. He's like, you guys are dorks. No! You're fucking losers, man. I'm not hanging out. I'm I'm walking out this door, and I'm not going to feel bad about it because you guys are losers. You know? <laughs> and the fact, I was like, I cannot believe that this guy, and then like that, that Hawk character, remember he was kind of endearing, you know? Uh. And, and man, he just became just like the... And I get that's what they were trying to do is show this guy become a bad guy, but then try to. The problem was he he was not a character that could be redeemed. It's like no nope. no just go fuck yourself, man. You know, you're a douchebag, uh, man. And I, lastly, and lastly, before you get you, you get all this, is that the uh, the other jump the shark thing is the fact that don't make Johnny a better person. Make him just slightly better. Yeah. But all this redemption bullshit, no, that takes away from it. That's the whole thing about, listen. Yeah, he keeps and, shooting and, himself in the foot is kind of more the way and, to go. And that's and that's the part, too, is that there was a time, I'm not sure if you remember this from your youth, but there were these, the classic Tom and Jerry cartoons yep. where Tom and Jerry, Jerry hate each other and try mm-hmm. to kill each other. And then later on, there was Tom and Jerry that were buddies. Do you remember this I version? I do, the yeah. Tom and Jerry that, were friends. That was, that was and shitty. that ruined everything. Yep. You do not make LaRusso and Johnny friends. Fuck that. No. no. You keep them fighting against each other. It's the Tom and Jerry rule. Classic Tom and Jerry. You lose that, you lose everything. So let me set that up for the listener then, the people who have watched the show anyway, or people who don't care that it gets ruined. So the show, and this is where it really, I don't, look, I'm a guy who, who, who sat through every season of Lost. I will probably watch every episode of this fucking show if they go five more years, just because it's just, it, I've committed too much time at this point to, to not do it. So even though I think this is just set up to be one of the dumbest fucking seasons ever, this is how it ends. Cobra Kai sends the, so John Kreese sends his students on a home invasion to Daniel LaRusso's house. <laughs> uh, they break, too. like, they. there's not a knock and a, and a little exchange. They literally throw shit through windows, go in, <laughs> and just start beating the people up in their home. And so... How how is this decided to be resolved? There is one moment that that I liked out of that where Daniel Larusso is in Cobra Kai studio. He looks at Carice. He's like, "You wanted to fight. You got to fight." That was like, "Okay, I can accept that for this." And then there's no fight. And then it's nope. like, what do they decide to do? Instead of call the fucking police, nope, we're gonna settle this at the All Valley Tournament, which was banned, and then. 
for a very soft reason, was like they decided, well, if you guys all are willing to sign waivers and you really want to do it, go ahead. No, what you need to do first is you have to go to a meeting. Yeah. <laughs> and advocate why you should have it. You should beat the living shit out of each other. Right. That's what I'm getting at. The, 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 the whole tournament was canceled because of that violent uprising from the school, which, you know what? That makes sense. It's like, we can't do this. This is what we saw. Look, we, that is how a, a community would, would properly respond to that kind of violence breaking out in a school based on two karate dojos fighting. And, and a home invasion. Yes. Don't and now, now they've, 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 they've decided to, to return to the whole fucking tournament and because, you know, the kids want to do it and they're willing to sign insurance waivers. Uh <laughs> You have a home invasion, and rather than call the fucking police, shut this fucking business. That isn't even this guy's business anyway. He doesn't own anything, but somehow no, he's like he owns by but he owns by squatting by proxy. It's, it's like the same thing as it's by, called by the, the proxy way, during, squat. No, but this is also they didn't mention it really. It was but but because of COVID, they can't evict any business owners mm. right now. Ah, uh, valid point. Yeah, and yeah, nobody's wearing masks either. By the way, that's uh, true. <laughs> um, yeah, so at the, the the show ends setting up season four with the winner. If, if Miyagi and and uh, and what 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 was the great name? Uh, uh, e- oh, that was Eagle funny. Fang. Well, I think it was e- e- Eagle Fang. Eagle Fang. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> uh, Johnny starts his own dojo in the in the park. Weird name. Weird name, man. Yeah, Eagle Fang uh, Dojo, Miyagi Do joined forces, and they're going to compete against Cobra Kai in the All Valley Tournament and the winner take all. And 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 the loser has to leave town or something like that. It's like some kind of Duke Boys plot where it's like when you, right. you cross the county line, nothing the cops can do. Uh, but uh, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh. So you'll, will you be watching season four? Yes. But it is, I guess you know, you know, though, like, uh, uh, what, uh, this is going on a little bit, but, but, but I just have to say this, that, that it's one of those things where it's, it's, it's very odd because it, like halfway through, you're like, I have to finish this, yeah. but it's not good. Yeah. It's not a good, it's not a good hurt anymore. And that's the thing that like, you're like, that's, I think that's a difference though, too, with, with, with men, I'll relate, I'll relate Cobra Kai season three to the dedication that men Male rock fans have to a band. Yeah. You will stick through a bad era of a band because you're in it. You're committed and you're hoping that the next album is actually going to be good. Right? Yeah, exactly. I don't. And, I, I can't remember the last time I liked the Motley Crue record when I bought it and I'll buy the next one if they happen to do one. Yeah. So one of the words, this is. Cobra Kai is the motley crew of, <laughs> yeah. of, of of reboots. It is fucking hard rock, baby. I hey, I would like to say a couple <laughs> things I did like. I really enjoyed the um, when Johnny took over <laughs> when Johnny took over Miguel's rehab. <laughs> Yeah, just kept those, dropping him and call my pussy the whole yeah, time. Like and then just all these little things he rigged up to help him like learn how to walk again. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty clever and it was fun. And of course, yeah, blasting a, a classic first album Wasp track. Man, that was uh, I was like, all right, now we're talking. Like I'm saying, it, it's 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 a season that's built on almost like two different writer. Like if you were in a writer's room, yeah. Like there's some guy that writes all the great stuff, and there's just this awful other team, and that's what that that. That's what it is. Yeah. So anyway, my point is, if you want Cobra Kai season four to be quality, then you fucking hire writers that have Cobra already in the name. Okay. Mm. You get the Cobras and Fire writing crew, Abaco, 
And there may, just might be a Bro Dragon character oh. that might uh, might appear in season four as well. And I think that would be a perfect spot for a nemesis. That would be the way to introduce Bro Dragon into the world and kind of launch him as a, maybe that's the way to go. Kind of get Bro Dragon in uh, 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 Cobra Kai season four. People are like, oh, yeah. I like this Bro Dragon guy. And then it kind of gives him his vehicle to become his own star. That's what I mean. You you slowly introduce it. Mm, just like brilliant. And then and then 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 he gets his own show. So, the, yes? so uh, there you have it. Elsie, uh, I'm on board. You have offered our services to write season four of Cobra Kai. Yeah, if they take us up on yep. it, I'm in. I mean, Bro Dragon's definitely a better character than fucking Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe we do one of those like classic sitcom things where you just replace a character without explanation. And all of a sudden, <laughs> it's just Bro Dragon. Yeah, just, Hawk's gone and Bro Dragon's in. No, no story. <laughs> No explanation. Just here he is. He does. He does keg stands. He's a. He's. He rips off his shirt all the time because because Hawk already takes his shirt off a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. and we can do it. What do you think? I'm in. I think I'm in. I think that's. I think that's the wrap up right there. We brought it all in. Oh well. I hope everybody enjoyed our t- our uh, our foray into damn good movie <laughs> memories. Yes? Yeah. Damn right, man. Uh, I, I think. Uh, I, I know for a fact people who listen to this show have watched that show. So I, I think this will be all right. Yeah, I think more people have probably seen it than, than the Bobby Blotzer video that we spent 20 minutes reviewing, so I think we're safe. Yeah, we're probably all right. Like, we're like, what are they talking about? I either have to see this or I have no idea I'm going to skip through this segment. What do you think? Yeah, think man. I'm, I'm painted a beautiful picture. I'm with you. Uh, Want to get out of here? Yeah, man. All right. Rock's not dead. Crocus is coming on for season four. That, that Weekend at Birdies wasn't one of the first ones. <laughs> you know, my, my joke, the, the joke I should have made there is that I knew it was it was uh, over when you found out about it that quick. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I like it. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.